Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, a non-diet registered dietitian nutritionist. And I am so excited. I am just feeding off of the energy of Courtney Thomas here on the show today. She exudes confidence. Her smile is so big right now. And we're here to talk about self-discovery and body image. She is a diehard Dolly Parton fan. And it's because she embodies confidence, right? And I think that's something that all of us are looking for. Look, like we're, we're on the scale. We are trying the diets. We are going to the gym endlessly. And why we're doing all of that is maybe because we want to be more confident in our bodies, in our workplaces, in our lives at whole. And I think that confidence is really important. Having that self-esteem, the way that we carry ourselves is also important. And it's something that takes practice and effort and a lot of self-discovery and work on body image. So Courtney, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super pumped to be at the kitchen table. Oh, all the way from Denver. We talked about, we had this connection of like Eagle River, Wisconsin. And, you know, I feel like we're sisters in different States. So that's right. right. (laughs) So how did you come to be like this self-discovery and body image coach? Well, you know, it has absolutely been a journey, certainly a, um, you know, my own period of, you know, reflecting and, you know, self-discovery and my own kind of body image journey too, and professionally same. Um, so, you know, initially I started off in the overall broader, you know, fitness, health, wellness industry as a personal trainer, um, about a decade ago and, you know, worked in person at a studio for a couple of years and, uh, then started my own business, which I did, um, in-person, uh, in-home training and also started online coaching way back then. This was like eight plus years ago. So, you know, I've been doing that kind of before everybody was doing it and it was like the main thing. Um, and you know, I, I ended up, I was working with women and, um, going into their homes, really, you know, that's a, that's a pretty powerful and intimate relationship. And, um, you know, in the beginning it was kind of like, I'm the trainer and I show up and we do a workout and this is really important, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's about exactly, you know, following these rules and, you know, doing X, Y, Z and, you know, eating clean and all of the stuff. And, um, pretty quickly I started to really develop very personal relationships with my clients, you know, I'm in their space, right? So I'm getting to know their environment and their, their dogs and their kiddos and their partners and their time and, you know, just kind of everything about their lives. And, um, it very quickly became apparent that, you know, it was just not so black and white, you know, and there was a lot more to kind of their overall health and well being than just this, you know, one or two or three hours a week. And, um, so I began really connecting with my clients at a deeper level and, um, over time to, it became this process of them reflecting back to me that, you know, they were like, don't get me wrong. Like I enjoy our workouts and I still want you to come over to the house, but you know, wow, that conversation that we had last week or that article that you emailed me or that book that you recommended, whatever that was like, this is like blowing my mind. This is changing my whole perspective. And, you know, this is huge. So it really, um, became apparent to me. And again, in feedback from clients that I was kind of transitioning more to this natural gift that I had for coaching and, you know, kind of being perceptive and encouraging people to kind of follow 
of their lines of thinking to the next level and, you know, kind of do again, what I call self-discovery work, you know, and kind of really dig into that stuff beyond just, um, you know, that physical fitness workout, you know, for that one hour a day. And, um, over time and over the course of my business, certainly, um, that's kind of, you know, ebbed and flowed and changed as far as, you know, the coaching offerings or, you know, how I was working with people, um, again, both online and in person, um, my coaching has kind of broadened, you know, you talked about confidence, um, oftentimes they work with women. I kind of call it choose your own adventure coaching, you know, to where they might be working on, and, you know, self-discovery in other areas than body image. It might be in that, you know, kind of professional space or just kind of broader life confidence relationships, things like that. Um, but certainly for me, it's, um, you know, my, my heart still connects very much to physical movement and, um, you know, that's kind of how things have shifted away from the fitness piece of it specifically, and maybe we'll get into that, you know, later on. Um, but, you know, kind of broadened again to working in this space of cultivating, you know, more body acceptance and, um, you know, a, a more positive body image and kind of working through those things versus just sort of trying to beat our bodies into submission in one specific way that, you know, the fitness industry tells us we need to do. <laughs> There are so many parallels between your experience in the fitness industry and my experience in the dieting, nutrition, dietitian community, right? It's like, wow. okay, here are the set of rules that we're supposed to give to these people to solve these problems. And we both found out that it was like just not working. And it wasn't about the food and it's not about the fitness. There's something greater. I love that you say that like you've got a lens in through your virtual work to see how they live. And through that, you were able to meet their needs in a different way. And so you evolved as your clients evolved. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very much about, you know, recognizing that it isn't about, I love how you put like this set of rules thing, right. You know, like it isn't about a set of rules. We are not. And I always say too, like, we are not problems to be solved. We are individual human beings. You know, we have to recognize that humanity and certainly meet people where they're at, but kind of also, I think it's about the, the bigger space of, you know, allowing for the exploration of this versus always seeking answers, you know, and my big philosophy and kind of my thing in my work is like, maybe you're looking for answers, but maybe it's time not to look outside of yourself for them. Maybe it's time that you recognize that you already know these answers and maybe you just need a little support, a little bit of a facilitation and a nudge and a partner to like, kind of help you, you know, walk through how to find them. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it's really hard to do that inside your monkey mind, but you know, that's what I've become really good at is like, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I will help you figure out what you want to do. What's a good fit for you. Sometimes just being heard is enough. Sometimes just having somebody (laughs) hold space for you is enough. See, you can, as, as you said, like the monkey brain, I love that because as a type A individual by nature myself, I'm like, get me from A to B. And right. I want to do it the quickest, the most like efficient way. Cause I got other fish to fry. Right. But it's like, when I can share with you the anxieties in my mind, the dissonance that I'm feeling when I'm absorbing these recommendations from other people, these quick fix yeah. approaches that is somewhere inside of me, they're not making sense, but I don't know what to do with it having somebody reflect that back to me, it can really help me heal and grow and make purposeful, meaningful decisions that 
elevate my life. Is that kind of what you see in your experience with clients when you hold space for them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because kind of from that context of like, it's so, um, it seems like such a high pressure thing to like identify, you know, your 32nd, like, you know, niche of, I help such and such people do such and such solve blah, 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 problem, whatever. And I always say like, you know, I work with people who identify as women and I help them like figure out the stuff that they can't even figure out exactly what it is they need to figure out, you know? So I think that speaks to exactly what you're saying of sometimes it's like, I don't actually know, but I know this doesn't feel right. And it seems like you're kind of speaking my language and I feel comfortable with you, you know, again, to kind of holding that space and just being heard and seen. And like, I think I feel comfortable working through this with you. It seems like your process is a fit, you know, like whatever that is, but sometimes we just don't even know. And there's sometimes too much pressure in that, you know, like, well, I need to have my problem figured out in order to seek a solution. And it doesn't, it just isn't always that much of a straight line. Absolutely. And so maybe for, you know, there, anyway, there've been times in my life where I didn't have that knowing, you know, it was just like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of chaos. I find myself reacting a lot. I'm like, my window of tolerance is really low. I'm just like finding, I'm not showing up to my work. Like I want to, I'm not showing up in my relationships. Like I want to, my health feels off kilter. Something is up. I can't pinpoint it. I don't know how to ask for what I need, but can somebody help me put myself back together. <laughs> I felt that way in my life. Is, is this kind of what you're talking about of like, I don't know exactly what it is, but I feel something is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is definitely a good descriptor of, you know, many of my clients. Absolutely. And I, I wouldn't, I don't like the terminology necessarily like my ideal client or whatever, but certainly, yeah, those are common threads that are kind of going on with a lot of clients that I work with. And, you know, sometimes it's just helpful to just start from, you know, some level of foundation. And, you know, I kind of always, no matter where people are kind of coming in, you know, whether it is on like the fitness and body image side of things and sort of figuring out something in that space or, you know, more broadly kind of confidence and self-image, you know, there's still like several things that are helpful in clarifying a little bit about that kind of messy feeling of, I don't knows, you know, so really like, I kind of start with some of those main things. And a lot of that is like identity work and kind of really like digging in and identifying and naming our stories and, you know, working through some of that stuff and then moving into getting real, real clear on values. And I feel that that is often like a turning point for people of, you know, really saying like, okay, I'm not guessing at this because, you know, I like such and such person and they have these values and I want to have that, you know, I really push people to get down to what is really meaningful for them. And oftentimes that is like, oh, I see what's not aligned. It's because this value was just not being, you know, like it wasn't at the forefront. I I didn't know what was going on and I was going against it or, you know, things like that. And that can be really clarifying. And if we don't do things like this, we could live a life completely out of alignment, wake up 20 years later and be like, what the literal, Yeah. what have I, what have I done all this time that I've wasted? And so your work on helping people live in alignment with their values, their beliefs and their inner purpose, I think is really, really important and really necessary, especially from where I'm coming from in this like 
realm of diet culture, I feel like our pursuit of thinness disconnects us from that inner purpose. The pursuit of thinness connect, disconnects us from greater health, that mm-hmm. sense of empowerment. Yep. Our self-image is warped by this ideal body image. In the clients that you've worked with, have you seen that disconnection happen? And how do you bring them back into having confidence in themselves again? You know, I think it's it's almost more of... Um, kind of this just like gentle illuminating process of connecting the dots between sometimes the like unconscious or subconscious, like internalized thin ideal stuff that women don't even realize they may have been carrying for so long and using as kind of their decision-making framework and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and again, like I said, sort of gently offering that maybe this isn't the only way, and maybe this isn't, you know, really something that matters for you. And that just, I mean, it's such a game changer for so many people to even entertain the idea that they do not have to pursue thinness as their number one goal all the time, or that they have to lose 10 pounds before they can do X, Y, Z, or they can't be in pictures or enjoy their life or their kids or any of that. Um, it's so, you know, though, like gently sort of ramping into that conversation opens so many other doors for women to really connect, like you said, with these like true parts of themselves and ways that they want to live their life. Kind of, it's almost like, you know, you sort of like unlock, a like a, a puzzle door, you know, and then all of a sudden you've got all these other places you can go once you take that pursuit of thinness off the table. I love how you just like offer them the option of dropping that pursuit. It's like you can hold on to this belief that thinness will grant you these things in life, or there could be this idea that this is an illusion and that the pursuit of thinness is really the effort towards that. The chase is maybe a distraction or an illusion that's separating you from yourself and just offering them that permission, like you could let that go. What would that open up for you? That's something that I encourage everyone to think about. I know this is so hard, right? We want our lives to be better, easier. We want to be loved, accepted, and we want to feel like we belong. And I think that we're given that false image with this ideal body image. And -hmm. that's where we get this relentless pursuit of thinness from. Well, and some of it too, like I'm, you know, obviously very, I'm pretty direct in, um, you know, kind of the, the social context as well. And, you know, the reality is that this, you know, the thin ideal is essentially patriarchal, right? So like, if, you know, you're an empowered woman who, you know, has all of these like greater life goals and everything to put that at the forefront is really giving up a huge portion of your power to do these other things, you know, to, to say like, oh yeah, I buy into this idea. Like that, all of that was essentially created to like keep women in their place. So, you know, I mean, to, to say this is an important thing in order for me to be successful, be loved, be valued in society is really just to perpetuate that you know, misogynistic patriarchal culture. Like, so again, these are all choices. Like you get the option to decide, you know, what you believe in and, you know, how you're going to, you know, live your life. But that's, that's the reality of it. Like if you, if you read the history, you know, of how this all kind of came to be, that's where the roots are, you know? Mm. So it's like, we're kept small by this idea of thinness. We're kept unattached from our deeper gifts, our deeper purpose. 
from this relentless pursuit of thinness and diet culture and dining at large, the dieting mentality, how can we increase our self-esteem? How can we reconnect with ourselves and get more confidence back and really start to discover kind of who we are as we're swimming within diet culture? (laughs) I know, I know, you know, it's so hard and it's, it is, I feel like the first piece of it is to kind of recognize that it's going to be like, you know, we've all seen kind of those memes to where it's like, this is what you expect it will be. And like, this is what it's actually going to be, <laughs> you know, like her fingers going all over the place, <laughs> you know, like it is going to be a very squiggly line and it is going to be like, you know, forward progress. And then like, you know, 10 steps back of, you know, like I'm so scared and self-doubt returns and, you know, imposter syndrome or, you know, inner critic or whatever you want to call it. Like we, we take some steps and, and then sometimes we're still challenged, you know? So I think that one of the, one of the best starting places, um, is actually in self-compassion. And, you know, I think probably people who are kind of into this, like, you know, kind of self-help, um, space, you know, or personal development space might be familiar with that already, but, um, I have yet to, you know, really come across a lot of folks who have actually like really, dove more deeply into it and started to truly practice self-compassion regularly, it is, again, it's another thing that's a huge game changer to, you know, recognize what that means. You know, it's not about like letting yourself off the hook and like giving up on yourself and your life. It's actually, you know, the thing that will help you to truly, again, like embody all the things that you believe in and, you know, the things that you want to do in the world. But like, you know, you talked about permission and stuff like that. You, you have to, provide the same compassion for yourself and your value and your worth and worthiness in, you know, your physical body and everything else that you do in this world as you would for anybody else. Truly, that is an incredible starting point that can be very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. I've heard it said like, treat yourself like you would treat your children or even your pets. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, oh, you know, you know to a child, oh, of, of course you did that thing. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Next time we might do this thing, but to ourselves, we beat ourselves up. We call ourselves names. Yep. We pick apart parts of ourselves, we manipulate our bodies. Yep. We get very down on ourselves in our own head and as you were saying before, it's like when we don't have a sounding board, they kind of exist in our subconscious mm-hmm. until we pull them into our conscious and we're like, Oh, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I get yeah, that. Yeah. It's funny. That's, that's some of to the most like, um, like some of the most useful stuff as far as like a very practical tool, um, in the work that I do with clients is like really kind of working through, um, you know, that, that voice in your head stuff, right. Like really like naming and identifying and, and characterizing that inner critic. You know what I mean? Like saying like, you know, this is like Betty bad mouth and I get it. That's Betty. That's not me. Betty is not me. I am not this person. She is not all of me. So, you know, Betty, like, thanks for what you're trying to do, but like, I need you to step back into your room and I'm going to shut the door on you. And, you know, you do the same thing for your inner mentor and you say, you know, it's, whatever, like Susie sunshine and, you know, Susie, I need you to help me out here and like bring that sunshine, you know, like turning it into like moving from that space of, 
I am beating myself up to, you know, really naming it can be a really powerful kind of like visualization tool, you know? You're like putting a voice, putting a name to the voice that's beating you up and putting that voice in the corner. Yes. The mind. Turning down the volume is another good visual. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Like we have, you know, we're such amazing beings. All of this is happening in the mind, right? When people say, oh, I do mindset work. This is the mindset work. This is effort. This is like you sitting down with your thoughts for a second and being like, oh, Benny. This is so true in the, in our work with food as well, or in my work in intuitive eating, it's like, we have all of these voices and in the book, intuitive eating, you know, there's like the food anthropologist and the food police. And it's like, yes, we're putting names to these voices so that we can delineate and discover who we actually want to listen to. Yep. That can be super powerful. Yes. So much. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your fascination with Dolly Parton. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I have to know this, you know, she is, she's a force. I know that a lot of people might perceive Dolly Parton, you know, she's got like the large breasts, right? And people think that she might be ditzy and kind of this like, you know, icon of a celebrity icon, right? But actually she owns multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. She is smart. She's articulate. She has a podcast. You can listen to Dolly Parton podcast if you don't know it. Um, I have not listened to it, but I've heard great things about it. I've been meaning to listen to it. And yeah. she really embodies maybe a lot of the things that we've talked about today. And she's, um, she's an inspiration for you. Can you just talk about how we can reclaim our own inner Dolly Parton? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So Dolly Parton has absolutely been like kind of a, a, a person that I have been, um, like she's just been in my life, you know, I've been kind of paying attention to her since I was a little, little girl. Like I can remember sitting, you know, cross-legged on the floor, watching Dolly on Hee Haw when I was like four years old, you know? So like, she's, she's certainly been, you know, kind of a recurring person. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I've always loved her. Um, but you know, within probably the last, like, you know, five, six years, she's definitely seen a large resurgence, which has been really like, just really kind of cool. Um, but then as an adult and as I have, you know, moved into this space of just knowing myself more deeply, um, and, you know, kind of living more into who I am, it really was like, Oh, like, I think she's been in my life for a reason, you know? And, um, it was actually kind of when I started to, um, you know, I was like kind of reading some stuff and I was like doing some copywriting and like, you know, changing some stuff on my website and, you know, whatever. And it just sort of came into my consciousness. She has this quote and it's pretty much like my life motto quote. And, um, also explains my entire philosophy essentially, but it's find out who you are and do it on purpose. And that's truly like that encapsulates, my mission, my purpose, like what I'm here to do, you know, like Dolly just throughout her life. And I, since then have done a ton of research on her and like, really just like, I mean, as much as a person can study Dolly Parton, you know, like I have, but you know, like I have a signature talk that I actually give that's like, um, you know, whatever, like finding success and happiness and balance and five lessons from Dolly Parton, because to your point, like she is just a person who has always, always known exactly who she was, what she stands for, what she wants, and has unquestionably and unapologetically been that person and taken that action throughout her life, you know, and you can see it in a million different examples, you know, I mean, she was like, 
in elementary school when she was having her uncle drive her up to Nashville to make radio appearances as a child. The day after she graduated high school, she went to Nashville to work full time. You know, she was on the Porter Wagner show as a staple for years. She chose to leave that like super stable thing because she was like, you know what? Like, it's my time to go. It's my time to be Dolly and make my own way and my own career. That was in like the 60s. You didn't do that. (laughs) You know, like a woman did not do that. Um, you know, you can look at it in her song lyrics of just because I'm a woman, you know, she, I mean, it's, it's huge. And all along the way, like you said, she's been a very, very savvy businesswoman. I mean, she is a multi, 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 multi millionaire. She has a theme park, you know, I mean, and even business decisions of like her knowing I want to have Dollywood. Like I want to have a theme park and her advisors saying like, well, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And her saying, no, I'm going to do it. And like, listen, like you might think that that other place in Florida or California is the happiest place on earth, but I am telling you right now that Dollywood is the happiest place on earth. Um, (laughs) You know, so there are just a a million examples of it. She's also obviously won countless awards, you know, in musical. She's one of the most prolific songwriters. So creatively she's, I mean, just absolutely like just bonkers. Right. You know, um, and there was one more expression of that I was going to say. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know she's she's acted. She set the examples there. And then uh, her philanthropy, you know, like a lot of people, it's kind of come a bit more, again, into uh, the public space because, you know, we've kind of seen that, like, she contributed a million dollars that ended up going to, you know, COVID vaccine research, you know, different stuff like that. But she, you know, way back, the charity is very, like, its longevity is huge now. But, like, she started the Imagination Library, which provides like a book a month for young school-aged children in like marginalized communities. She started that for years. Like, so she's an advocate of like early childhood reading. Like it just, I mean, she's incredible. So now that I've talked everybody's ears off about Dolly, like, I, I hope that kind of like gets the picture though, that all along with that, you know, you might think that she's just a woman, like you said, with like big boobs and big hair and whatever. And she's super clear that she's like, I look like this because I want to look like this and I like it. And I also don't really care what you think. And if you think that that affects, you know, anything that we're going to do business-wise or, you know, my talent as a musician or a producer or any of that, like you're the one who needs to figure yourself out, you know, Mm. like I just, there are so many, there are so many points to kind of look and take from her experience and how she has lived her life over the last 74 years. Two things are sticking out with me in particular. One is like, she held a vision. Yeah. Nothing got in the way of her vision. And I think that so many of us, we have visions for our lives, you know, like we want to live purposefully. We want to be happy. We want to be not just good, but excellent moms and teachers. And we want to be excellent to the people in our life and excellent to ourselves, you know, and we hold a big vision for ourselves, but we let these distractions get in the way, whether it be diet culture or fitness culture that kind of bring us down. But that vision of Dolly is like, no, like, you know, that vision, what is going to help you pave that clear path to get to that end point of that vision that that's really just you and this very like embodied sense of your values, as you were saying of, of exactly how you want to be and show up in the world. The second thing that really stuck out to me is that sometimes we let judgments of other people really weigh us down as well. Like we give them so much credit, right? 
And really when you said that about Dolly and judgments, like it sounded like, you know, their judgments sounded more about them than they did about her. She just repelled them. Exactly. That's not me. Deflect. If you don't want to do business with me, I'm sorry for you. You know, (laughs) I know like your missed opportunity. (laughs) If we had an, just a morsel of that, what kind of lives could we live? Yeah. And what does it require for us to more embody that in our life? Mm-hmm. Have yep. you turned me into a Dolly Parton fan in the show? <laughs> I can't wait to like hear the follow-up to where you're like, oh my gosh, I did. I read some stuff about Dolly and like, wow, I can see. <laughs> Even without knowing the nitty gritties as you do with your research. I mean, you should write a book on your Dolly love. I would read it. <laughs> Even without knowing that, I feel so expansive in my heart and in my body knowing about how she unapologetically lives her life on her own terms. And I think that's really what we're all looking for. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome that you help women do exactly that. Can you share with everybody who's listening right now, like they're just getting your energy. They want to know (laughs) more of how they can connect with you and learn from you. Can you share how they could find them or connect with you after the show? Yeah. Yeah. So I try to make it really easy, you know, just head to my website. It's CourtneyThomas.com, Courtney with a K. Um, and you know, I always say to you, like, I love email and people can always, you know, sign up for my email list for sure. That's like a really great way to get to know me and like get this energy on the regular, (laughs) um, if you're into that sort of thing, um, you know, but directly to, you know, I just, I, I don't have a VA. You're not going to get an assistant. You will get me. I will chat with you, you know, on, on my website too. You can always, um, kind of reach out and, you know, do just a, a, quick call. And, you know, of course, like for free to just kind of see what this might look like and what you might be wanting to explore. And, um, I really do the bulk of my work with people on a one-on-one basis and, you know, for a few months at a time, it just really, again, like you probably got the, got the feel that we're going to a bit deeper level. You know, this is, this is going to be a little bit more vulnerable work. So, you know, we're going to want to spend some time with that. Um, you know, so it's kind of more of a bit of an ongoing partnership. Um, and you know, there are kind of two ways to do that again, kind of in that, you know, body image, um, kind of more focused side of things. And then again, I think I already referred to it as kind of that choose your own adventure side of things, but, um, I like to, you know, just make sure that, we're good fit and stuff. So people can reach out to me or schedule that free call or whatever on my website. That's a really good way to do it. And I promise that, you know, we will have a conversation and see what happens from there. That's wonderful. So if you're looking for clarity on purpose, if you want to live out your purpose on your own terms and embody some of this Dolly Parton energy, my goodness, (laughs) contact Courtney. Thank you so much for all of the wisdom and knowledge and sharing on the show. What an uplifting kind of episode. You know, we got this. <laughs> yes, I, I truly believe so. Like we are all in this together and we are all, you know, here, here together and taking it up. Yeah. Love it. 
Thank you so much for that. So appreciate you. For everyone listening, if you gleaned anything from this episode, screenshot and share it on social media. You can tag me at aliciabrown.rdn. And I'm going to link to everything that Courtney just alluded to, the website and everything else in the show notes. So you can just click on there and follow the links. Um, and while you have your phone out, hit the subscribe button on the show. Thank you for doing it. It's like the greatest gift. It helps me get this podcast on the map. And so I appreciate that as well. And if you'd like to, you know, you can rate the episode or rada, rada, rada. Okay. Thank you so, so much. (laughs) Courtney, thank you for your energy, time, and sharing. For everybody, I will see you on next Monday's episode. Have a marvelous day. Talk soon.